Oh, yeah. <laughs> he What's was singing that? Barry White. Eddie Lorton singing Barry White. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. You like that? I do. You sound good on this. Well, you know, you just got to. You just got to get your thinking cap on and go to town. Well, tell him. Tell what you were talking about our town, Reno, a second ago. Talk, oh, talk about that article. Are we interviewing all of a sudden? We could. Oh, well, well, our town, Reno, was great. They had a story that came out, and they had uh, talked to me about it on some of the things occurring with developers in our community. So I talked to him about it on some of the issues and policies our city has. I think uh, campaign reform should occur so they can't come in and buy our town i don't think our uh, community is for sale from out-of-state uh, developers mm. so that's something that occurred and if you look at my opponent devin reese's campaign report it's called the cne report you could go look at that and right now just off one project it was a day big break project he got over thirty four thousand five hundred dollars wow and a lot of families don't make that much in a year. And he said it wasn't that much money. It was 11% of what he's got. Yeah, about 50% came from developers, but <laughs> but 11% came from just that one development project only built in the floodplain, and he voted yes on it. So Yeah, I mean, that's substantial, 11% for one project. If you think about 11% of your whole business, that's a mm -hmm. huge number. Yes, and of course, he got the yes vote, and as uh, reported by the Gazette Journal, he ended up um, doing a backdoor meeting with the developer before the vote was taken. And after that meeting, he came out and voted yes. No surprise. And got all those uh, funds for his campaign. And now we look at the Lake Ridge project also to where they did a bait and switch on the city. They came in, approved 200 and some uh, um, units, and they were supposed to leave the tennis court and the swimming pool. And then out of nowhere, they went back because that's what they do. They go back to the well, renegotiate, and then the council turned it over to the planning commission because there was too much heat from the Daybreak project. So then, of course, they went back, and guess what? Then they were going to do 350 units, and then it was under appeal, but they were able to wipe out the pool, and they were able to wipe out the tennis court why something was on appeal that doesn't make sense just what they keep doing they go back and back and back till they get exactly what they want and it doesn't matter who stands in their way sometimes well the ballpark's a prime example they've gone back 50 times and now the city gives them a million bucks a year even during covid because pre-covid our budget was 1.1 million upside down and we give them a million a year so yeah you know. and then when i go in there as a guy that's a tax-paying person and rent the venue which i did to mm -hmm. put on an event yep. I, I was charged full rack rate i didn't get any discounts any supplements any anything no. and i don't blame the ballpark for that if i'm the business mm -hmm. i'd be charging everybody and getting what i could out of the city just like i could who's well, giving it to them i don't think the city should subsidize especially billionaires herb simon owns the ballpark it's a private business he owns meadowood mall and 356 other malls. He's the 33rd richest man in the world in Forbes magazine. Simon Malls. Why do we? Why give does he need our subsidies? million a year? I mean, here's he a can. guy that's got endless money. Why are we giving him a million a year? Why? Because they're in their pockets. The good old boys are strong. Lake Ridge is a prime example. They got everything they wanted. Notice in the appeal, uh, Reno land development hold the project for now because I'm sure the lobbyist had called him and said they're taking too much heat in an election cycle. So they pulled the project, but I guarantee he'll be back after the project and get everything he wants. Mm -hmm. 
unless Eddie Lorton's in there, <laughs> Reno City Council <laughs> at right. large, and it'll be a no vote. Now, tell people the difference of that. Tell people the difference of what kind of development projects get a yes vote from Eddie Lorton. Mm-hmm. What kind of development projects get a no vote? Well, that's pretty simple. I say that our city isn't for sale to out-of-town developers with bad projects. Mm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on good projects for the community where there's already infrastructure in place. It's called infill development. I'm a real estate expert. So through infill development, you have already in place, you have police, fire, sewer, all the needs it takes to get a quicker development through. And I think they're doing way too big of projects as well. I want to bring down, you know, why would you approve a 5,000 unit development? It's just too large, changes the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So what I do, I'm a real estate expert. I would look at the overall picture for citizens because after all, that's who we're supposed to represent. I'm going to put citizens first instead of special interest groups and friends. And that's what they do. Mm -hmm. So, what I will do is you sound kind of like a common sense expert also, actually oh, 5,000 people and 5,000 units is a big, and usually three live in each unit. So you're looking at 15,000 yeah. extra people and cars and all these things each day out and in as they go to work. And what is that? 11% of our population. Here's that number. We're going up. Well, we got 11%. about 350,000 people here and all between both Reno and Sparks. No, just in Reno, just in Reno, 350. Yes. Wow. So that's what I'm looking at to where when I look at something, at least the developers should be relieved if I get on the council, because what I'm going to do, you won't have to pay high price lobbyists to come to the council meeting for you, which most of them that operate today do their work before the meeting. They don't even speak at the meeting anymore. And they try to talk about transparency. Well, I'm going to bring their transparency to a whole new level. So it's the kind they don't want. I would love to involve the public in these meetings. After all, that's who you represent. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I want to do after six o'clock meetings where the public can actually be there and we're going to be accountable to the public. And they don't like that. Now they they're in their heyday right now to have council meetings where the public doesn't attend it. And if they don't like what you have to say, they shut off the mic. And I might add, by the way, that's an open meeting law violation. It seems like it's constant with the open meeting law violations. It is, but they're, they don't take much action on it. When I think if your rights are taken away, I think they should take a strong approach at what they do to these people, but they don't do anything because the good old boys are strong, like I said. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to do where the developers would like me, if it's good for the community, it's going to be a yes vote. You don't have to waste all this money on these developer lobbyists and stuff like that to get the projects through. Cause if it's good for citizens, it'll be good for me. But so then, who is responsible mm-hmm. for, uh, for the open meeting law and, and how that's enforced, who, who would be the one to strengthen the, the, well, you go through the attorney general, He's the one that is the enforcer of open meeting laws. Uh uh And like I won one against Reno land, the same one at Lake Ridge. I uh, did a complaint at the time with Adam Laxalt. He was in an election cycle, waited over 200 days till he lobbied a decision. I already knew I won. And then they stated I did win. It was an open meeting law violation. What an open meeting law violation specifically means is If it's not on the agenda, so Mr. and Mrs. Smith, for instance, example, doesn't understand what it means, then it's not put on the agenda right. So what they were doing was giving away $3.6 million a year sewer fund money 
to another billionaire to subsidize this billionaire for infrastructure for his runoff. Okay. Mm -hmm. And anytime they take money out of your sewer fund, it specifically states in NRS 278B that it can only be used to increase sewer capacity. Mm. And that Mm -hmm. didn't Mm -hmm. increase sewer capacity. And this ended up uh, helping their storm drain, and it's not supposed to be used specifically in that law for storm drain. Mm. But then, by the way, after they gave them that three point six million, then they raised your sewer rates. How do you feel about that? That is definitely frustrating. So they brought a new way to subsidize developers out of our pockets, which doesn't make me happy because the citizens is who I'm going to represent every step of the way. So I think Reno needs a change. If you've looked around, our windows got kicked in. And that's why you got into this, right? I mean, you're just a regular guy that just yep. doing business and going to council meetings. And if you see that stuff long enough, eventually you start blowing the whistle. Well, what I had to do, it was a long time ago when I was a young man, 20 some years old, started investing. You know the story. I I bought a, a building on 4th Street. I buy an improvement district. They appreciate the most. So Reno was the 4th Street Corridor. I was on the 4th Street Corridor Commission. That's when I started to get involved. I found a piece that I thought would go up the most. It's an improving area to where it'll appreciate the most. I bought. I was 20-some years old. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the city council lied to us because when I first bought it, they said there'd be no homeless shelter downtown. Mm -hmm. There would also not be any strip clubs. So, okay. So I bought. And then later on, they lied put the homeless shelter downtown, even though the county's responsible for the homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, we've won every time set case law at the state for term limits. So I've looked at this thing. The county gets a funding to place and pay for social issues, which includes the homeless. Federal funding you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then so, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, our old mayor, Bob Cashel, wanted it downtown, close to the casinos for some reason. And we can, you know, I think Guess why? Yeah, plenty of speculation. And go on I guess because people who are homeless are not entirely penniless. No. They sometimes get a small check, three hundred, four hundred dollars mm-hmm. a month that may be not enough to live on, but close yep. to a casino it might be enough to dream on. Well, they get more than that and actually they used to make about a million bucks a month off that every month a but million I th- dollars a month but i think it's cost them way more in the long run because they never thought it would go to this degree on how many homeless have been here in reno and now it's cost them more than that on tourists that come mm-hmm. here downtown it, is certainly a dangerous place during the daytime you know i have a story for you that happened saturday huh. it was in the paper i have friends that are police there was a a lady and she uh had a friend that was homeless and uh, they decided to tell him he couldn't come around anymore. It was as reported in the paper on Saturday. And uh, she came home and she had a 12 year old son. Okay. Well, the homeless guy, once they decided they didn't want to be his friend anymore, went there when she was at work, stabbed the kid eight to 10 times and set him on fire. And mom came home to that. So a lot of people, I just, I found out about that last night. It just, I couldn't believe how it hit me. And it hits me hard right now. I see it. But uh, there's danger in town. There's danger in some of these setups and some of these encampments. There's families in parks. There's families walking the river. What about taxpayer safety? Mm-hmm. 
So I would litigate with a county on this issue because they're responsible to place and pay for it, but it also helps them. I have a heart too, mm -hmm. to where there's just too much stimulation in the downtown core because say, so they get that check. And then they spend every dime on the down. Because say you're in the tent across the street from the homeless shelter. You have to have compassion. Okay. So they're in that tent. They look across. They get food. They get three hots in a cot. They stay in the tent. And then all of a sudden they get their check. And they want to forget about it. Because there's, you know, alcohol, drugs, prostitution, all these things going on in a block radius. They blow every dime. And then there's nothing left so they can get out of that cycle where I say how I've really thought about this thing is we're going to litigate with the county, let them take over their responsibility because they were smart. They got out of our fire deer. Well, we're going to be smart because we're going to get out of the homeless business. But what that will do, we will put them on the outskirts of town and then they'll be near a bus line. And I think they're more apt without that stimulation to get enrolled in programs to better their life and get out of that stimulation. Homelessness shouldn't be forever so. you're dead right about that and and if we don't take some steps that that support getting out of it uh, they won't be able to get out of it. people experiencing this uh, they go through a, a cycle that they get stuck in that that looks like what the one you described and yep. it can be many many factors mm -hmm. they people i i think inherently people have a, a, a thing where they look at the problems facing them rather than what solutions they can create for those problems. And especially when the problems begin to overwhelm at the level that a person experiencing homelessness must be feeling, the, the, their level of problems must Disparity, just feel despair dis and insurmountable. Depression. And, I mean, there's mental health issues, drug addictions, there's alcohol problems. There's a lot of things people need to be, but this is be the county's job. They should be brought in and evaluated on the level of help they need to get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. But that's for them to figure out. Because what I'm going to do is what I'm elected to do, and that's going to look out for Reno's best interests and what we are obligated for, and we're going to make the most out of that. Mm -hmm. So that will be my job. But then back to the other subject on a lot of these council members in the pocket of these developers, a lot mm -hmm. of corruption mm -hmm. goes on. I can go on and on. I'm well studied. I've gone to council meetings for over 30 years to protect my investments. And then back to when they did that, it evaluated my property. Once a homeless shelter got put next to it, I could have sued the city then. I was 20-some years old, and I thought, well, I don't want to hurt my community. And then the more mm -hmm. I had to go to meetings, we remember when they tried to close the bars early and not the oh, casinos, yeah. mm -hmm. I had to go. Bob was the mayor at the time, and I said, listen, here's my attorney, Dale Hardy. I rent to some bars, and the second you try to close us down and not the casinos, I'll be suing you for case law because we share the same cabaret liquor license. So you're mm -hmm. going to prejudice me and my businesses. And so therefore we'll sue you. Try it. Guess what? It all went away because they try illegal things all the time, but it's and they've like never me. stopped with the bars. I mean, Devin Reese still is out there throwing notes on bars. You know, yeah. we've got, we've been closed for six months and he's slamming these yeah. warning letters on people's episodes. They've been dis disrespecting the rules. Yes. And I just had a guy yesterday in here that when he was, he was dealing with him direct because it was from a bar right there across the street from city hall. Yeah. And he said, Devin's response was told me to be nice. Well, I think, you know what? I'm going to be the advocate for working families, which include restaurant bar owners, all these small businesses they are trying to put out of business right now. And then you have people like that. People are grownups here. Mm 
and they're treating us like children. Mm. So mm-hmm. there's a point in time mm-hmm. where we have to take our livelihoods back, our city back, and enough's enough. So they need someone like me. I'm strong enough, but I won't get taken advantage of. I have a big heart, but I'm not going to get walked on. I think you are a fight for the little guy type of guy. Mm-hmm. I've known you a long time, and and I've never seen anything about you that leads me to believe that you want to do somebody harm. I wouldn't in any way. That's why I do this. I don't need a job. I'm not doing this because I need some to do. I've done quite well in my life. I'm doing this because I actually care. I've been in this city since I was six months old. We moved here from Dayton, Ohio. Been here my whole life, 57 and a half years. Wow. This isn't the town I grew up in. And you spend your own money for this stuff. I do. When we went to the Supreme Court and set case law and term limits, spent 80 grand of my own money. Wow. And then these open meeting law violations. Imagine all the time invested going to these meetings to get up to speed to know Mm -hmm. it better than they know it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I spent 30 years after they did that to me on that first warehouse I bought. The more I had to go because they had chain zoning. They do this. They do that. So then through time, I wasn't very happy about the fact that you elect people. They're supposed to represent you. And you have to go to council meetings to make sure you're not getting the shaft. Yeah. So I had a chip on my shoulder for a while because I had to do these things, bring my lawyers, a trial legal things all the time. I had to go to fight for my own investments. And you know what it morphed into? Later on, I said, you know, after I was successful, I said, these people need some help. And these are my neighbors, my community uh-huh. that I'm part of. I pay to turn the lights blue for fallen police and the Reno Arch every year. I've done a lot for this community out of love and care. So then there's that time that came. I said, you know, who better to do it than myself? I thought I would never be in politics, but sometimes you can't complain if you don't get involved. So I got involved to a whole new level. And when I've run before, like last time I was a final two in the mayor's race, and sometimes it doesn't seem like they vote on substance. Mm -hmm. I'm a strong business person. I have real estate in three states, Mm -hmm. did a lot in my life, but I'm still a normal person person that will still go out and clean carpets in my small business and stuff because you got to humble yourself don't forget where you come from no one's too good to work and what you were and what you are so Mm -hmm. there is a point where you have to work i love working and what a better way to be able to help three hundred and fifty thousand people than get on that council make change in a good way with common sense business expertise I wrote these people a property disposal program with policies. I found 150 more pieces in the city even knew they owned. Talk about the incompetence. How many pages was that? Oh, it was huge. I don't know. I don't have the page number, but there's a lot of them for. I heard owned. 562 pages was the number I heard. I don't, I don't know if it's that many, but there was a lot of them. And I found 150 more than they knew they owned. They owned 650 pieces. And a lot of it's industrial, commercial. I'll talk about a big one right off. How about the ballroom? Mm -hmm. Is the casinos Mm -hmm. get to use it for free? Don't Mm -hmm. pay us anything in rent hardly. Last year, oh, they gave us 30000 because what they do is four or five events a year. And then once they do all the maintenance, all the bills, all the stuff, then they give us the uh, half of what they made. So we got $30,000 last year for them to have full use of a $65 million building right here downtown that we're paying for. You're in my tax dollar. Wow. So I'm the one that brings this about. We pay for the bowling stadium we got stuck with. We pay for the event center we got stuck with because there was an event center south of town and 
the local casinos here wanted it here. They were supposed to pay for it. The big four, uh, Silver Legacy, El Dorado, the uh, Harris, and another one, Harold's probably at the time. So they were supposed to pay for it. And later, when our old mayor came in, then the city took it over. They reaped the benefits. We got stuck with the bill. And that's where we're at today. Hmm. So only if Reno knew the misuse of their money, yeah. how they get fleeced every day. I do. I know too much. That's why they try to keep me out. Yeah. But I'll still fight as long as I can. And, and I just, I really got to win this time. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican. I am a moderate conservative. Yes, I'm going to watch your tax dollar. We're going to have open, closed fire stations before renting beach whale art pieces. That's just where I'm at on the money. Yeah. But yet, too, I support Jenny Breckis. She's a Democrat because she votes right, and they're coming after her hard right now. And then they give her a hard time for no votes. But I got news for you. She's been outran every time, so all their votes went through with yes. But now look at the position we're in from all them yes votes. Maybe they should have listened to Jenny a little bit more and maybe yeah. wouldn't be in the position we're I in. I think what you're saying has a lot of merit because people who – benefit from keeping a system where people are blinded uh they don't want to let a guy like you in they don't want to have a person like jenny and you know when i look at your opponent and i see that the guy is representing uh, you know his law firm is representing the police union while he's a city councilman that means he's negotiating with himself well and that's a thing at our expense and i pointed that out here it was devin reese had bankruptcies in his past, okay? So he had bankruptcies, and then now he was on the verge of another bankruptcy. And then right after he got appointed, he's a non-elected appointed yes person. And right after he got appointed, the Hutchinson Law Firm hired him to enrich their law firm. So now he's out influence peddling. So what that means is from his position, now all of a sudden I found out three months ago the RPPA, which is the Reno's Police Union, the Hutchinson Law Firm got it. And I might add, by the way, he's a partner of the Hutchinson Law Firm, so he makes money off that through his bonuses and stuff like mm-hmm. that. All mm-hmm. money brought in through the firm, mm-hmm. he gets his percentage. So he's making money off that when they got the police union. And then he also votes on all their benefit packages and everything else. So now he's playing both sides of the coin. And every time we see all this corruption from developers and everything, his name's right in the middle of it. Yeah, he seems like <laughs> the guy people call when you need a, an immoral job done. I think he's the most, uh, let's see, how should we put it? Is proven out of daybreak there. He's the best politician money can buy. Oh, wow. He got 34500 for a yes vote in a development of floodplain. It says it all right there. 11%. And then I found out another thing. No, it's more than that. That's just the one project. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden another thing I found out is also that law firm also got the sheriff's union too. And they're probably got the fire, but we're finding out on that right now. So here they are influence peddling, getting all these unions contracts as he's sitting on the city of Reno. That's the most corrupt of all. Well, and I think it's it. probably important for people to hear mm-hmm. the job as a city councilman is to save us money as a city on police, fire, yes. public works. Exactly. So if the guy is out there giving police and fire big contracts mm-hmm. so that they'll use his law firm and pay him, and our tax dollars could be saving a lot of money but instead are getting hosed, I can't imagine anybody would want a guy like that back in there, especially a guy who we never picked in the first place. I can't either. He's the best appointed, non-elected council member money can buy. 
And so every time we have corruption, he's in the middle of it. The developer thing's a debacle and a mess. There's two projects in a row between Daybreak, Lake Ridge. Look, they tore down the tennis court and one of the only few swimming pools we had left. Quality of life issues mean something for our community. Kids need things to do. A lot of kids learn how to swim there. They play tennis. I learned how to swim there. Well, you don't make money off quality of life issues. Okay, you don't make much money off the golf course, but that's why you pay your taxes. You have quality of life, and it means something in our area. And I say we're not for sale for out-of-town developers in our community. For us to move forward, we need people in there that vote properly. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, like I said before. Like this time, I'm I'm supporting Darla Fink running against Jarden. She's in their pocket, the good old boys, just like Devin is and some of the other council members I'm not running against, so I won't mention them. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also going for Jenny Breckis because her opponent is in the pocket of developers too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm for Jenny Breckis. I'm for Darla Fink. And then well, we have others. certainly balance out that vote a little bit. The six to one thing is uncomfortable. Well, I think we'll get the... Uh, Majority vote if I get in there. I think that'd be great. It'd be nice to at least see somebody checking this stuff from Mm -hmm. uh, just being so unbridled. Well, you know, I've seen and said a lot of things through time. I wrote a a 2022 plan two and a half years ago, which they're trying to implement, but doing it improperly has to do with selling off city-owned real estate. Their only job is police, fire, public works, not collecting real estate on our dime and then they give it away through the redevelopment agency to their friends and special interest groups mm. why we mm. get the shaft mm-hmm. and we could have sold it off and paid our debt almost off and if not down substantially and then we get rid of the maintenance and the insurance on it which then we could add the city employees that did the maintenance on those things take care of our parks which is much needed so you and i can go out and enjoy a park with our family I'm just saying I can do that without increasing the people hired Mm -hmm. and getting the most use out of them because instead of working on city-owned pieces, they could be out working on the parks. Mm -hmm. Without Mm -hmm. increasing the budget, we could get the bigger bang for our buck, which adds to quality of life. Yeah, That's That's what I'm into, money management. I'm a budget guy. I'm a real estate expert as well as a business analyst. I take budgets. You itemize those budgets, see where the fat is, see what can be better spent for what your duties are and that is representing citizens and their needs and it doesn't include in my book special interest groups and friends or unions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's where i'm at well thanks for taking a minute and stopping by with us uh eddie lorton candidate for reno city council at large 2020 uh you got my vote sir I, i appreciate you pleasure to be here and i appreciate it i will put citizens first brandon This city means a lot to me. I will do such a good job if I'm fortunate enough to get elected. So I hope on election day, people really look around, see what's happened to our community. I will clean it up. I will represent you. And my priorities will be citizens first.